Right, gang? You like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 252, episode four of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and mm-hmm. it's Thursday, September 1st, mm-hmm. 2022, 9122, mm-hmm. which I don't have to tell you folks, you. back school times. Oh, yeah, but it's also National Acne Positivity, National, yes. or National Acne Positivity Day, National Burnt Ends Day, shout out barbecue fans, National Chicken Boy Day, I don't know what the fuck that is, National Chicken No Boy. Rhyme Nor Reason Day, and National uh, Hotel Employee Day, shout out all the people working out there, hospitality, I know it's been rough, mm. I don't, what is Chicken Boy, did they fucking got me, what the fuck, sounds like bite? an insult that somebody would like say in middle school or something oh like whoa what's up chicken boy what's up, chicken boy and then marty mcfly would get very mad and it would oh, be a defining characteristic it's to honor there's like a these are like route 66 like old restaurants where they had like a acrylic big chicken like a bob's big boy but i think they had a chicken boy oh okay do you so, look like a chicken or it was yes, a positive boy that was chicken. Anyways, that's what this episode is about. Yes. Is we're going to just dive into the history of Chicken Boy. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Zeit rules every trend around me. Cream pot the money. Cash that 50000 bill, y'all. And that was courtesy of Robert Brown, Silent C, you know, like Czar. Oh, appreciate that. Okay. You can put a C before any Z, and uh, that is the new spelling. Uh, but yeah, that was just in reference to, you know, how we book the pod. Uh, every guest pays us $50,000. <laughs> 
Uh, no, that that dude did not pay fucking fifty grand to come on. <laughs> what dude? What are you talking about? Who? <laughs> what are you? Look, yeah. I said some. Hey, sometimes it's an L. Can't all be. Know? I am actually very grateful for the high standards that our listeners hold us to. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you don't have to worry about. Don't it. Don't worry. But this, well, we're back this, on track. Back on track. Our audience didn't like a recent episode, and it makes me love our audience. Shout out to all of you. <laughs> Uh, anyways, I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! It's Miles Gray, a.k.a. experimental blazing artist, yo boy, Kusama. Shout out my mom who was listening, and she said, oh, you like Yayoi Kusama, like the Japanese <laughs> artist? I said, mom, that was an a.k.a. where I'm a yo boy, and then I had to put in parentheses, your boy. Uh-huh. She goes, oh, okay. Oh, that's pretty clever. It's <laughs> pretty clever, so shout out my mom. actually. Love you, yeah. mom. Yeah, Shout if you're listening, if you're gardening piece. or some shit right now, you're dealing with cacti, please be careful with those thorns. Yeah, gotta watch out for those thorns. She, yo, she's such a stoic, like, I don't know, she's like a gangster. Like, one time she's, I, I came over, she's like, oh, I fell into this cactus. She had all these, like, cactus <laughs> things in the side of her face. She's like, I can get them out. I'm like, no, you can't. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like... Yeah. Yeah, then I had to become the parent, Pin too, cushion. which was a heartening moment, heartening moment. Yeah, it's good. It's actually, yeah. it, it builds strength. I, <laughs> I now have the strength of the cactus. Dude, no, she was like on some like Monty Python, like it's just a flesh wound kind of shit. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that yeah. is not what this looks like. Please, mm. let's address it. Well, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined by a very funny comedian, writer, yes. and podcaster who you know from the NBA podcast, Round Ball Rock. It's yep. the very funny Sean King. Hey guys, how are you? Good to to be on. Good to be on. Thanks for having me on, everybody. Great to have you. If I am reading your bio correctly, uh, Round Ball Rock is the only NBA podcast? The only NBA podcast. That's the main one. You can only leave five-star reviews for it on iTunes (laughs) for some reason. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We we think it's... uh, Probably the dumbest basketball podcast that exists. Hey, I think. Now, now you are actually nah, getting competitive with us. us off. Yeah. Like now you're before, us I was okay with you claiming to be the only podcast, but we are. The that dumbest. is literally what we tell our uh, like. Because sometimes <laughs> we'll have like NBA media people on, and we're like, okay, so the first thing you need to know is like, uh, we're idiots. We yeah. this is going to be stupid. I'm going to pretend like I don't know who LeBron James is at various <laughs> Why points. Why would you do that? And, Why would yeah. you do that? But why? Why would you ever do that? <laughs> Actually, they're usually a good sport. But when yeah. the NBA tweets out our podcast, uh, Miles and Jack got mad boosties, uh, it brings in like some people. I, who the is, fuck are they? <laughs> they said who and who? who? Who's got mad boosties? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Wait, but Round Ball Rock, I'm guessing you're a big fan of the John Tesh video. Uh, yeah, we, we like the John Tesh video. We have not really played the song itself, but we sure. did participated in an oral history of the song a yeah. few years ago. Okay. Gontesh, not really aware of our podcast, I don't think. Mm. He did win our alumni, our first alumni March Madness bracket, though, which Ooh. is just a uh, matchup all the teams with the famous alumnus. Yeah. Yeah. The most recent winner was uh, Dr. Conrad Murray, however, which was oh. a bit of an upset. But the listeners vote, so what are you going to do? You know? Yeah, yeah. right. We, right. Just, we, we just leave it to our listeners, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. Uh, first, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about today. The Mega Sweat Fest, like I've been on this story, I've been like a little bit on the fence. Like, is this does is this just going to be another thing that blows over? But I, I don't know. Something seems to be changing. Last 
24, 48 hours. And now everybody's, I guess, since the document and like the, the redacted the DOJ, document like, has settled in. The DOJ clapback that has been felt throughout the Yeah, people seem magosphere. to be real, real worried. So I don't know. We're going to talk about the sweat fest. We're going to talk about the safer American plan, courtesy of Joe Biden and the media's just completely uncritical regurgitation of his description of, of what it aims to do. Avatar. Th- this is actually Avatar. Avatar. Go home, Avatar. Avatar has ditched the papyrus font. Oh, fuck. For something that. Just looks like a slightly refurbished, like, uh, papyrus font. Yeah, uh, for so sure. <laughs> I'm still okay with it. Yeah. It, it is just truly amazing how they used, is like, Arial New. Like, it's just a, one of the fonts that they used for one of the most successful and expensive movies of all time. So uh, we're going to talk about just the journey through Papyrus of James Cameron. We might even talk about Movie Pass Please. coming back. One of our earliest stories. We're on the movie pass beat yeah. since day one. So we'll talk about that. But first, Sean, we do like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Oh, uh, yeah. So so I this was prompted recently by seeing that uh, Eminem and Snoop Dogg did a concert with their bored ape avatars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. kind of looked like it was from. Like a like a Super Nintendo, basically. <laughs> rapping on stage so i ended up getting into this weird internet deep dive about all that kind of stuff and i ended up learning a lot about um mc scat cat yeah who is one of my uh, favorite the, artists the, the, the rapping cat who uh duets with paula abdul in the opposites attract video yeah, yeah. uh he's kind of like the original for he's the original board ape basically yeah but the greatest thing i learned about it is that the guy had the idea and he wasn't an animator or anything, and he also wasn't really a rapper. So he had to hire what? professional <laughs> animators and people to do the rapping. But while he was trying to get the idea off the ground, he would perform at shows in L.A. in just a full cat costume. What? So he was like a real life. Wow. And I was just thinking I would pay like hundreds of dollars to see him do like some demos you know one side of opposites attract just did a stifling <laughs> hot cat right. costume and 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 clearly doing this in successful pitch meetings with executives who were yeah. like yeah we just got to animate this and this is going to be huge i mean and it was i it was. I, I it wasn't my wedding song but it was a i made a strong pitch yeah for it to be my wedding song and you know to to rap the mc scat cat parts and mm-hmm. My wife wasn't feeling it, but my <laughs> wife wasn't feeling it. But uh-huh. it's it it is a seminal moment. I had I did not realize that MC Scat Cat was like an artist in his own right. I thought it was just like something yeah. that was invented for the Paul Abdul. Yeah, she video. she I think she might have come to Scat Cat actually, or I mean that sounds like a record company kind of thing where they maybe someone did too much cocaine and accidentally signed this guy, and they were right, like, we right. have to do something with we spent so much money on this animation what are we gonna do it still seems like it's a better idea than most nfts though like yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. at least the at least mc skycat does something tangible you know right and yeah the his album the adventures of, M- of mc scat cat and the stray mob from 1991 at least that's a tangible item you could purchase yeah so. you could yeah. hold that in your hand and it, it wouldn't 
disappear Honestly, because someone changed a line of code. You know? I'm, is can I'm I feel like this one I feel like a actual sealed copy of the Adventures of MC Scat Cat and the Stray Mob are probably worth more than the fucking NFTs that Snoop and Eminem embarrassed themselves with up there on stage. I think I think you're probably right. I also learned that he was in one of the I mean, I'm a I think I'm a little bit older than you guys, and there's a lot of like early nineties all star rap compilations, I mm-hmm. remember. And he's in a very, very weird one about recycling. Yes. And it's called Yakety Yak, Take It Back. And I remember that. having to watch that in a school class once, and they were like, This is it's gonna make everybody recycle. MC Scat Cat doing a version of Yakety Yak. That's what the kids <laughs> like. That's so like specific to a very for, to a time period like plan. yeah yeah apparently he tried to get in the um anti-gang violence one which is called we're all in the same gang uh-huh. uh that has a lot of west coast rappers and i remember thinking like i really like that song and i was like I'm, I'm i'm gonna help this problem these i'm gonna help these crips and bloods right start to get along yeah the magic right. and of, the uh, young mcs rapping yeah <laughs> by buying a single a yeah, buying a single, yeah. yeah. Oh my! Can you imagine? It's like if MC Scat Cat really was being like, "I really, I'm trying to bring the fucking gangs together <laughs> to stop the violence." And he's like, "I never wear red or blue. I'm not yeah. taking a side. I'm not doing that." MC Scat Cat gang. just wants peace in these. I'm streets. tying the flags together in unity. And they're like, "What the fuck is this animated cat doing here?" Feels like something from a French satire about American culture. Like a cartoon yeah. cat rap <laughs> rapper comes through and is like a sensation and everybody loves it. Or, you know, like Europeans right. being like Americans yeah. are so fucking dumb. Fucking idiots over <laughs> there. He's dumb, dumb. Who's he performing with? Well, an old uh, NBA cheerleader. She's, she's <laughs> right. the biggest pop yeah. act in America right now. I mean, great, great artist. If you, if you ask yeah. me, I, I did love Paul Abdul. Seminal to my development as a man and uh, a great... <laughs> You know, dance designer is not the word, but you know what I mean. <laughs> the person I who bet. designs the dances, choreographer. Yeah. Really, really, I I didn't realize the whole like there were a couple characters like you saw the stray cat gang or whatever the fucking crew was in the Paul Abdul video, but I didn't. They're like Wu Tang. There's a lot of members. <laughs> yeah, there's MC Scat Cat, Fats, Taboo, Maestro, Leo, Cat Lean, and Silk. Mm-hmm. And all diamond, cats? diamond and silk, diamond and silk. They were also diamond and silk. They they became right wing pundits. Yeah, later they're they've just been people don't realize they started Hunter off. Biden. They're mostly rapping about Hunter Biden these days. They were yeah. part of the stray mob. Yeah, was the stray mob all cats? I mean, Maestro. You'd hope Maestro. I don't know. I haven't mm. seen. I haven't seen a full image of the stray mob. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you'd think Maestro would be a mice. Yeah. Okay. Or I, a mouse. I actually didn't know how they were spelling it, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, you would think, right? Yeah. Damn. And that <laughs> does prove that any any gang can get along if cats and mice can get along. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. They're all that's the true. same gang. Wow. All in the same oh, gang. yeah. Maestro. Maestro's a straight up fucking little rat. Hey. Oh, whoa. Yeah. That's fun. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That would have been so much cooler than, like, I, I got real into that. So I, like started with mc hammer around the time of opposites attract and then like got real into you know wu-tang clan and like all all that 
sort of rap, if I had just like gotten really deep into the mythology around the Stray Crew and like just had posters of each of their solo albums on my wall (laughs) when I was in high school. You're like, oh, you don't have the Japanese single? Right. Oh, okay. Much more interesting path for my life to have gone. (laughs) Uh, Did you know that Romany Malko wrote the the MC Scat Cat verse on Opposites of Tracks? No. I've got to start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. This is big break. Yeah. All right. Sean, what is something you think is overrated? Okay. So I don't know if you guys have seen uh, the Manti Teo documentary on Netflix yet. Not yet. I've seen a lot of takes about it for sure. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of wild because it's sort of presented in the true crime format, Mm -hmm. but it's, I guess it's produced by the Players Tribune, the, the Derek Jeter site that has like all the managing editors are like, Kevin Love and Russell Wilson officially Um, basically like any type of players announcing their retirement or has like a poem to share. It goes on there. So Derek Jeter is one of my favorite poets. So just, yeah. yeah. So you know that before you keep going. (laughs) It's good. So they make a big deal about how the, the scandal made him not be a first round pick in the NFL. And there's this Mm -hmm. big moment when he doesn't go at the end of the first round and he starts crying on the beach. They kind of just recreate that. That's right. the other thing is that he has to do a lot of like re- really re- not good B-roll where he's in yeah. like an empty house and just pretending to type on a laptop. Oh, That's they don't like, even get an actor. They just oh. make him recreate No, they make it. him do it. And like he's, you know, he's at this point, he's like a 33 year old man. So yeah. it looks much weirder when he's like out in the ocean pretending to cry. Right. But then he just gets picked six spots later. They right. kind of present it like, like he, right. he's in the NFL kind of a long time. And they're they're just like, no team wanted to deal with the scandal. It's kind of like, yeah, he just kind of wasn't that fast. Uh, right. Yeah. But also, it just made me think about how they make a big deal going into the NFL draft about that Wonderlick test that everybody has to take. Yeah. Oh which is, God. you know, like the intelligence. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really racist. Biased it's like face, super yeah. biased. But that aside, he's like a middle linebacker and his whole job is to recognize things and not get tricked by yeah. simple deceptions I, that would be the thing that would have right made me does think, anybody like, make that case do, yeah like do are they you interview gonna... any nfl coaches and they're like well so here's the here's the thing yeah I, the one thing i saw a lot of people on twitter basically say was like numerous times people were like if he had just been like any college horny dude and been like yo you want to video chat or like send me pics right then maybe mm-hmm. it would have fallen apart a lot quicker yeah. Right. And I'm like, well, maybe he was too nice. That seemed to be that seems to reinforce the idea. He's like, he was very just naive. Yeah. yeah, he seems like a nice guy, but not like very. It also just made me think, like, why did this Mormon from Hawaii go to Notre Dame? Like, like he went to USC. He would have like made out with a girl his first week visiting there. And then all of this would have been fine. You know, what I right. Mean? He Notre had to go Dame to a weird Catholic school. But he's yeah. a Mormon. And yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, just 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 go to a go to a real city, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the whole thing was like those questions that popped up in people's mind is like, how do you have a relationship at this stage when you're like this big of a star? And it just sounds like he was not like very not worldly, whatever the opposite of worldly is. He was that. And yeah. then also very nice and naive. Yeah. I just I hope they paid him for this because he's. Yeah. Just for just for like pretending to be young yeah. his college self for this very very low budget right. documentary 
Yeah. What is something you think is underrated? Okay, so the underrated thing is uh, NFL team names. Like, I feel like they're pretty solid across the board, and they have a, a level of sort of toughness you want for a team. Mm. Um, like, okay, so you're just talking about, like, Florida teams. Who is more, Who is a more intimidating opponent, the Jaguars or the Magic? Right. Like, Jaguars isn't even really that good a name, but at least it's aggressive yeah. in some way. <laughs> Right. I mean, abstract to me, magic is more frightening than the Jaguar. I guess that because I don't right, understand magic. And I think that's the devil's work. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, good point. But that's just where I'm yeah. at. But I mean, it's yeah. I, th- I yeah. think like Americans like we like need the plural thing, too, because mm-hmm. like my favorite soccer team in England is called Arsenal. Oh, Arsenal. yeah, I'm an Arsenal fan, too. It's just yeah. called Arsenal, right? Yeah. And it's yeah, so you funny when, Arsenals. like, you first. <laughs> yeah. No, people are like, oh, the Arsenals. I'm like, not yeah. the Arsenal. It's the Arsenal. Or uh-huh, it's right. Arsenal, yeah. but it's not the Arsenals or the London Arsenals <laughs> or things like that. And like, so when you say that, I'm like, I'm much less bothered by like concept names where it's like this thing. Although Mercury, I'm like, you shouldn't break open a thermometer and handle Mercury. Yeah, this is right. That's what I think of when I think of Mercury. But I'm, this is I'm poison. Very, this is poison right here. You're talking. I was yelled at for breaking a thermometer and trying to handle the liquid metal inside <laughs> as a child. I remember that lesson. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, a lot of NBA teams are like, you have sun and heat. They're basically threatening you with skin cancer during the yeah. game. That's not really. Again, very dangerous, very scary thing. We should be more scared <laughs> yeah. of than grizzlies, but just statistically speaking, but we're not. It's you got you got to go with the base humanity. And the thing that people are scared of is warriors <laughs> or Lakers. <laughs> Yeah, talk yeah. about fucking names. Like, the what? Yeah, the NBA needs to, like, they should have made Utah and New Orleans just change names at a certain point. Because, like, the Utah Pelicans? Well, I'm thinking, like, when they were the Hornets, <laughs> if you ever go to Utah, they have beehives on everything. Like, mm-hmm. beehives right. around there, like, state road signs. Like, they, they can be the Hornets. Like, right, that was, yeah, that's like, sorry, you got to take the brand with you to Utah. It's like, it doesn't quite evoke, one doesn't evoke the other, but that's yeah. okay. I'd say the jazz is one of the abstract concept names that actually works pretty well, though. Like that—that that is one of my favorite team names. Like if it was the New Orleans Jazz, like that—that that would be dope. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. And then and then L.A. Clippers is also messed up, but just no one yeah. cares. No one cares about team. You can call them anything; it doesn't right. matter. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Zite gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it, you know, like a literal POS? Well, you need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Connect with customers inline and online. Look, you want to use TikTok? Well, guess what? They have plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns on platforms just like that. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Now, I was looking at Shopify.com, and I'm trying to get some answers. Let's say, uh, you know, I had a bustling retail business, and I need, you know, maybe uh, some hardware to be able to sell my wares on the street, take credit card payments, whatever. And I know Shopify is easy to use. Half the time I buy something online, I'm like, oh, yep, they're using Shopify. 
And if you need to learn more, check out their website. It's super easy to navigate whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or, again, looking for hardware to make sales easier. Shopify.com has all of that. Just go there. Check it out. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash TDZ, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And yeah, so it does seem like things are starting to crack a little bit more this week. It's just, yeah. yeah. yeah look, you can only sweat so much before the sweat stains appear. Yeah. Before and the makeup starts Yeah, before down. they're like, we're not sweating. And I'm like, they're sweating. They're sweating. Yeah, yeah. They're sweating. They say they're not sweating. Drenched in skin tone makeup. <laughs> You're sweating. You're yeah. sweating. And I yeah. see it now. I mean, you know, yesterday we talked about, I, we I pointed out that like Fox News basically had nothing to say when Trump's like went on his QAnon rant and being like, I demand the election be nullified and I am announced president again. They didn't fucking touch that with a fuck with nothing. They didn't even want to fucking act like he said that shit. They were just like, yeah, man, fucking Joe Byron, huh? He's fucking. Helping out these degenerate college people out or whatever they were. That was like sort of the the attack of the day. But then on Tuesday night, another fucking 
hurdle had been thrown in front of the GOP. Basically, you know, they've been trying the last couple of weeks to what about and threaten their way out of this shit show. But, you know, th- we talked about how Trump asked for this special master to go through documents to parse out anything that might have been covered over under attorney client privilege or things of that nature. The fact is he filed that two weeks after the fact the DOJ had already gone through everything. So they're like, you really want to file this? Because if you file this, we're going to have to clap back to tell you why you don't like everything you're saying is nonsense. And a lot of people are like, he's kind of opening himself up for the DOJ to just like reveal more and make things look worse that may have otherwise been sealed until an indictment or something comes down. So they said, no, we want the special master. The DOJ comes back and is like, here's the thing then. This is why, first off, you have no claim to the things you're asking for because they never belonged to you in the first place. Also, your lawyers look like they may have been obstructing by hiding documents from FBI agents when they pulled up earlier in the summer looking for documents. And then one of your lawyers signed off on a certification that said, yep, that's all the shit. All the materials not here anymore. Only for them to return to find this shit. And, you know, the, the, the sort of plot I not thickens, it just looks worse. And to the point now where his lawyers are like many observers, like his lawyers are going to need lawyers now because at a minimum they're witnesses, because why the fuck would they sign this thing only for them to come back and find even more documents than had initially been hauled off by the, the archives people. So this is kind of going, you know, it's just building on, on top of each other and getting kind of worse. And on top of all that, the DOJ even dropped a pic of some of the documents yeah. that they mm-hmm. were like that were in the boxes. And these things could not look more fucking like top secret. <laughs> they look like fucking props from movies uh-huh. with like the red lines and shit. And they're like top secret. Don't even fucking look in here, asshole. You're going to fucking die. Like they look menacing. I've never been more like put off by a piece of paper since I don't know, like getting my fucking diploma or something that I was like, do I really need this? But anyway, that is kind of the state of things. And because everything looks so bad, they're just having a lot of trouble trying to act like this isn't a really bad thing or that like some of these documents that they uncovered, they were so sensitive that even the agents that were like uncovering them to even review and catalog them, they had to get an additional clearance. To be like, bro, you can't even honestly, you shouldn't even really be looking at that right now. Let's that's how sensitive the shit was. So they're trying what they can. Probably by far the biggest challenge they've had is like a party to try and be like, this is nothing, man. This is fucking bullshit. But I just want to note that like the people that have normally supported him in the media, they're starting to turn the other way. So let's start with the Murdochs, right? They own the Uh-oh. New York Post. Wait, okay. just real quick. The the Do- the picture of the documents, there are some like framed Time magazine covers yes. in there. Yeah, he, that, he, he was saving those. Are those like just the covers of him on like any That's, cover yeah. where he's on time, even if it's like, holy shit. Yeah, it's this not is the a worst president one. we've ever had. And he's like, yeah, that's right. Man. Yeah, the, the irony one is like one where it's like Joe Biden and the Democrats like looking through the windows in the Oval Office <laughs> right. at him. Like, That's amazing. Like, <laughs> well, he he used to have a fake one up at Mar-a-Lago mm-hmm. that right. was in, I think, the dining room, and it said something like, "It's like the person of the year or something." Like yeah, that. it was like, and it was it was like Trump dominating everywhere, even TV. <laughs> right, <laughs> Trump. Dominating. Yeah, the headline said the the, the headline said like Trump is hitting on all fronts, even TV. Which amazing. Just it's like he hasn't read a headline before right. either. Right. No, <laughs> absolutely not. 
So like, as this shit is just like really hard to honestly, I'm sure that at this point they're like, I wish he would have just killed a guy <laughs> on Fifth Avenue. Yeah, yeah like we, so we, we could have just we yeah, could dealt we with could, that. We could like you know mar the good name of the victim and run that whole playbook on them. This uh-huh. one they're like, ah, we've never done fucking around with top secret documents before, extortion, bribery, corruption, that kind of shit. We normally know how to spin, but this, it looks not about so as well organized as my old bills. Like is yeah. how he has this organized. Like, oh yeah, it, to the. I mean, I'm he, assuming that like he didn't have it just out on the ground, right? Like they see no, it, that's it's them just like in, in boxes. They're like, shit. this is what was in one of the boxes. Check right. this shit yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And some, of, but he did have some of the documents in his desk drawer with his passport. That's why they <laughs> took the passport. It's not because they were like, let's take his passport. They're like, dude, this guy knew this shit was in. That's in his desk drawer. How are you going to act <laughs> like you didn't know? That's where your fucking passport is, where you sit. So a lot of things to pack in case I need to leave the country quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. And so uh, this filing, all it does is make everything look fucking worse and make it look like everything he did was brought upon himself because that's what happened. So now the media apparatus is reeling from this and trying to deal with it. So the Murdochs, they own the New York Post. They've been staunch allies over the years. You know, they don't. They were willing to fucking say anything on the fucking newspaper. And the editorial board just put out a piece that said, yo, the party needs to move on from Trump, man. Like, like this is what this is just an excerpt from it. Quote, yes, Trump did much good in his four years. Notice how Democrats have opted not to repeal his tax cuts, but he lost in 2020 because too many Americans, especially moderates, had gotten sick of his self-indulgent behavior. Since then, his egomania has only grown. Yes, Trump still has uh, most of his true believers, but most Republicans would rather the ex-president went away so the party can figure out where it's going in the post-Trump future. Republicans and their candidates need to focus firmly on the big picture, namely Biden and the Democrats are an ongoing disaster and Donald Trump is no help in digging America out of it. Uh-oh. That, that feels like, I feel like they haven't been super... There, there's always stories about like Murdoch giving up on Trump and then like coming oh, back. Well, so for sure. I mean, he's always frustrated. I mean, by because Murdoch's smarter than Trump and he's like, I wouldn't do it like that at all. Right. But yeah, because yeah. he's in power, like he's got to he's got to fucking try and walk the tightrope because he does. Obviously, once like Newsmax started, you know, getting some of the attention away from Fox, then they're like, fuck, OK, we need Trump to like us again. <laughs> but I I think in their long game version, they're just sort of like, uh, like this is he looks pretty fucking he, he looks like he's in a bad spot right now like to the point they're not really feeling confident how he gets out of it and what that looks like is obviously to be determined but meanwhile on their news network fox news the morning show people basically they're sounding like the, i thought it was msnbc the way they were like why the heck would he have that kind of stuff in his desk like really really trying to ha- scratch their head they had governor christine oman from south dakota and steve Ducey, he really i mean just listen to this and tell me if you know he's he's feeling good about trump right now ultimately it comes down to why did he have all that secret stuff uh, at Mar-a-Lago, you know, I know he, his team has said that they declassified it, but that's news to the agencies that those mm-hmm. documents belong to. And and Governor, he yeah. he had uh, he had apparently three classified documents in his desk, and then the stuff, as Brian detailed on the floor, it shows uh, five yellow folders marked top secret, and another one with that says secret SCI, which means sensitive compartmentalized information. Those are the biggest secrets in the world 
Why would he, and apparently the president, former president, went through them in January. Why wouldn't he say, oh, you know what? I really need to turn that back over. Why do he have all that stuff at Mar-a-Lago? They seem so surprised by this. But like, you see, but the tone, yeah, like, the tone is like, like they were the, actually kept in a chamber where they weren't able to find out like how hard Trump was fucking up. And this is like the first story that broke through. They're yeah. like, wait, what? what? You can't have what? that. You can't have that stuff. In the dawn? Dawn did that? Yeah. It's, oh my I mean, God. But I mean, it really does like, you know, that, at the very least, is them trying to set a baseline with their viewers, which is top se- America's <laughs> secret documents shouldn't be fucked around with, mm. you know, and asking her why. And she just went on, you know, just did a whole word salad that basically was like, well, let's see if there's any precedent that might help him here was what her thing boiled yeah. down to. Huh. Well, let's well, see if there's he- any law they can come up with, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, do they have any, is there any problem having it at a weird, weird nightclub kind of resort country club place that uh, he he brags to people about uh, classified information about, like, if you think about President it, really, France's sex life, you know? Yeah. Right. If you think about it, it's really the planet Hollywood of Trump. So you do need some, you know, stuff that you can right. put on the walls there <laughs> from his presidency. So therefore, uh, on the basis of uh, the people versus Planet Hollywood, I think we can just say that he needed he needed some pizzazz, you know. <laughs> but you know he what's funny? Spirit. The shit that like what if you know if we're really gaming that out, I don't want to see government documents from him there. You know when he's there, it's like I want to see like even pretend there's a P tape, you know, and put that mm-hmm. in a frame and put that on the wall or like. Yeah. Talk about like the outfit, uh, the outfit you wore when uh, Putin just like dog walked you across the stage in like Helsinki. Like those right. are the kinds of things that probably have more value than be like, you want to know how Macron bangs? <laughs> like, mm. Here's the nuclear codes. I don't. But in his defense, of all the people that have come to his defense, uh, Lara Trump, his daughter-in-law, did a. I get. I don't know. Good She's job. Got this. She's I'm, got this. I don't know. Like she's a professional. The on Fox, they're like trying to give her an underhand of like, and what about this new stuff like the picture that they shared? I mean, like, this is kind of bad, but like their their whole thing was they tried to give her a thing to pivot off of, which was, well, you know, if it was so fucking sensitive, why'd it take them a couple days to get the stuff right? Isn't that the deal? And this is her response, which is not, you know, uh, just not a great response. <laughs> Well, absolutely. And it it feels like that they're trying to backtrack and cover up for themselves. I think they know that all of this was done the wrong way. They look really bad right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe they don't want anybody in there to see uh, how many things they took that they shouldn't have taken. Who knows Uh at this point? But yeah, Todd, to your point, if this was such an urgent matter, why did they then wait three days after the warrant was approved to go into Mar-a-Lago. None of it makes sense. All of the information that they are slowly leaking out is all in an effort to make them look better and to make a case for their side. It does nothing to further confidence in an institution that we need to have confidence in. Okay, I like how she said all of the information that they are slowly leaking out no, you yeah, filed this, a motion. Yeah, this they, is that all was their response. response. To, yeah. You you basically said, yo, man, just fuck us all the way up. Right. Like, we're going to make this real easy. And then, then to use the words to make them let, be, look better and to make a case for their side. That's quite literally cool. what this criminal investigation <laughs> is. Right. 
they're trying to make it seem like they're telling the truth. And it's just like, uh, what? so pathetic. They're anyway. leaking to the court docket. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who does that? Earlier on, she said it's a really bad look for the DOJ is how she started the uh, the interview segment. And then it definitely had like Instagram influencer vibes. The yeah. her appearance. I don't know that. I also didn't recognize the New York or the uh, Fox News hosts. It felt like this was her being like kind of given a tryout on one of the lesser like you know like oh, this Laura? didn't yeah Laura. This didn't feel like Tucker Carlson, right? Like it felt bet, like they were well, trying her out on a morning news thing and seeing how she did. And then on, on this in particular one, like it's not like she's new, but the like see they're they're looking for they're clearing the bench they're like do we got anything back here (laughs) yeah who's going to be able to make sense of this shit i mean i'm i'm really desperate to see how much you know allegedly how many stimulants uh one of his sons might do and then rant into a camera this week yeah but they are they're pretty quiet so I have a feeling maybe Laura's like, look, you're the only one who might not be directly named in an indictment. So why don't you go out there? Right. And throw some yeah. shit out there. <laughs> Great energy from her, though. Just very yeah. much like kind of seemed a little sleepy, a little zanned out. I, I'd like to see more from her uh, as this develops. Yeah. If she's going to be a senator, like people have said, she's going to have Oof. to do better than this, I think. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, I don't, I don't know if she's going to be a senator. Maybe. Trump dynasty looking. I don't know. We'll see. I, again, I, I don't I don't discount the ability for rich white people to pull a rabbit out of the hat at the uh-huh. last minute. Oh, so yeah. I because uh, at the end of the day, I honestly think the most realistic thing is like they're going to be like, hey, dude, just promise to not like fucking talk like be in politics anymore. OK, yeah. yeah and yeah, that's yeah. what it ends up being. And then right. it's like, see, well, now you don't have to deal with him anymore. It's like, what? <laughs> okay. I go. feel like it, I I could see a scenario, uh, Manti Teo-esque, where the government's like, look, as long as you promise not to run for president. And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. sure thing, buddy. Oh, yeah. He I'll said, never do it. he told us he wasn't going to do it. <laughs> uh-huh, sure thing. I, I imagine he ends up in like a, a real OJ situation where he's kind of exiled to Florida. He's not facing legal consequences anymore, but he still goes on Twitter and just gives us thought about, thoughts about like, celebrity controversies right 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 that that's like i mean it's kind of his dream yeah just to go on tiktok and do duet videos <laughs> we're not getting out of this without him trying to lead an armed insurrection of some sort like that that's no, what he wanted to do on the sixth like he's uh-huh. gonna try and get some people to die because like yeah. that's well this is i think the most well i don't know realistic or what but like the reason why january 6th worked is because he gave a date and a location right yeah. It's yeah, too, yeah. it's too, it's too all over the place right now. It's yeah. too diffuse. And I think he would probably begin doing something like, I'm going to do a rally at right. this place for my yeah. freedom. And that, I mean, who, I mean, who knows how bad uh, the Department of Homeland Security might fuck that up. But now that they don't work for him, they might actually do something. It's just hard. It's hard to really run an armed revolt when you literally won't stop, start work until noon. And it's yeah. just, you just, you just lose a lot of opportunities there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very similar to how the Nazis went down is kept, <laughs> they, you know, had a lot of energy at, at first. The start but, of the day. <laughs> yeah. Sleeping, sleeping till noon because they were just using amphetamines and speed to <laughs> power the whole thing through. Like that's yes. 
Hitler was sleeping till noon while D-Day happened. It was like, <laughs> oh, this guy, this guy can't wake up before noon. So let's make that we part got of him. fucking we military got him. strategy. <laughs> yeah. So may, maybe it'll work for Trump too. I like that as a new, a, a new like fucking thing. Like a dad would say, it's like, hey, you know who slept till noon? Yeah, Hitler. <laughs> and that's the worst thing that he ever did. <laughs> what? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about Avatar. 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 Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. 
With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And so big news in the world of Avatar, which Mm -hmm. is big news in my life because I am a fan of the movie-going experience, the first Avatar, and I'm excited for the second one. They they seem to have given it a new angle, which is that it's in water this time. Yeah. <laughs> and Kate Winslet had to hold her breath for seven minutes during filming. Yeah, yeah, that's, and that's important to me. That That's how I judge how good a camera movie is going to be, is how uh, unhappy everybody was while making it. Yeah. And Who nearly drowned. Yeah. But he has made the conscious decision to abandon the previous logo, which notoriously was just the papyrus font. Not not a great font, uh, a font that is the hallmark of every restaurant that serves like pita in New York City. Like, it's just oh, very, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like Mediterranean, North African stand in font. Yeah. It's like this ain't the West. People are on Twitter have called the move an act of profound cowardice. (laughs) (laughs) By not embracing the norm core of it. Yeah. (laughs) Which I, I really appreciate. This is one. The Twitter reaction is the is the best and only reaction on this one. It is an act of profound cowardice and they didn't even get the kerning right. It was just one of those things that I feel like has just been like a, a pop culture meme. You yeah. know, uh-huh. it's like from the second that people were clocking it as papyrus, they're like, yo, yeah, <laughs> fucking, you just like clicked <laughs> on the font pane and just like went to the one that looked good first. You didn't even have a custom one built. And yeah, it always became like, yeah. it's always been swirling in our minds, I think, or at least people who were bothered enough by it. Yeah. And the new font is just Comic Sans. Which is crazy. Like, that is not... It is? No. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> You got me. You got me. Got All him. Right. I'm Manti Teo today. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, there, there was that 2017 SNL sketch in which Ryan Gosling is obsessed with the question of why someone would just use the papyrus font for the logo of a major <laughs> studio blockbuster. Right. But that was, I don't know, it was a weird genre of SNL sketch where it was like, yeah, but that's a good point, man. Yes. <laughs> I don't get the joke. Or maybe right. that's just because I am that character and other, other people find it ridiculous. I mean, it's it's pretty, I mean, is this the most influential thing that SNL has made happen in the last couple of years, really? <laughs> this is, they don't influence presidential elections. They influence no. something more important, which they is... Maybe, they maybe convinced Alec Baldwin that he could shoot someone with impunity. But other than that, right. like, that's <laughs> kind of it. Oh, man. But that Meanwhile, impression, like, it honestly it was, felt like yeah. Don, the spirit of Donald Trump was inhabiting a, another human body. This wild, like in the worst fucking was. way, like no. in a way that felt like it, even if he physically is not on this earth, his spirit may infect some other assholes. <laughs> yeah. And like, we'll forever be tormented. I'm just kidding. It was the worst impression. <laughs> Maybe the show's ever done. And uh, they're like, you know who should hold it down during the worst presidency of our lifetime? That dad of the year, Alec Baldwin. Yeah. The guy is pre- he's pretty checked out. Uh, yeah. Right. But 
some things uh, that I didn't know, our, our writer Jam did, did a little deep dive on the history and said the guy who created the papyrus font sold it for $750 when he was 23 years old, which is mm. a bummer. Mm. And also, like, it's kind of appropriate that that's the font they used originally because people have pointed out, like, this it's basically a sci-fi riff on a familiar orientalist story about like white human savior and magical savage foreigners <laughs> and James Cameron like cited Lawrence of Arabia as like uh-huh. a major inspiration so it's just like oh okay what if but it's also just so per like I feel like Avatar is like just it's one of those things like MC Scat Cat that is just like so of a time period you mm-hmm. know right like it's oh just, yeah 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 like like everybody's everybody had a you know playing around with Adobe software at that time, seeing what they could do with some right. amateur Photoshop. And you're yeah. like, you know what? I'm I, James Cameron was working on the script at a rainforest cafe. And he's like, I like this vibe. I like, right. <laughs> I like that it's raining inside. I like everything that's going on here. Uh, he's like, just body shop, check. Rainforest cafe, check. We got to get <laughs> this avatar stuff. Yeah. Right. And then helicopters are going to fight dinosaurs at the end. Yeah. Which is cool. And Which is awesome. Yeah. Great movie. And the sequel is going to be even better. So have you seen out. the have you seen all the titles yet? No. They're kind of well the the this the new one's gonna be called The Way of the Water, I yes. guess. Yeah. And then the 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 they've they've announced the other sequels too, and they are called Avatar the Seed Bearer, mm. Avatar the Tolkien Rider, and then Avatar the Quest for Awa. Oh, those are all terrible. Those are for... worse than the papyrus font for sure. Yeah, I think the yeah. way of the water is good. The rest are the the rest of those seem just like arbitrary and like. Hopefully they they don't stick with those. That yeah. those feel like Star Wars prequel titles where it's just like yeah. oh, so I need to have read novels from the extended universe <laughs> to know what the fuck you're talking about yeah, how much how much okay. lore are we dealing with <laughs> yeah can you imagine you go in you're like oh you didn't read the books oh then you're gonna be fucking lost in this yeah. one yeah oh man they're yeah. like wait you don't you none of y'all learn navi well, we, didn't, we didn't put subtitles in this did you guys what? watch avatar the animated series yeah, <laughs> yeah. The last uh, but that's well that is like the main i think question people have about way of the water is they're like it seems like they're leaning into that where they're like, you know because that was all about airbender well, waterbender the third in, the third installment is the way of earth yeah right <laughs> okay <laughs> the way of the air curve, the way of fire curver guy also i guess the guy who died in the first avatar is supposed to be the bad guy in all of the sequels mm-hmm. yeah makes sense i don't wait <laughs> is it is it a this is a prequel or this is after no, first no, this is definitely I don't after. really understand how Wait, it so works, he's back? Sigourney Weaver's back too. Yeah. All right. I'm well, the thing that. is you can avatar someone. Yeah. So don't don't ask too many uh, questions. Got it, got it, got it, uh, got yeah, it, got and it. if somebody gets dark avatared, it's really crazy. Yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> the things they do with that braid are gross. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> let's talk about uh, movie pass. Because this is this is a story that won't die. We we were talking about Movie Pass when it first started, and around the time that our show was first beginning, okay. it, it was it seemed like a deal too good to be true that was in fact too good to be true. Uh-huh. 
And it was funny because like so many of our guests are like, you know, stand ups and stuff. And so they were like, oh, my God, this is I, I feel like we our guests on the show were overrepresented in the in the world of like people who subscribe to MoviePass. And yeah, but but it, yeah, it a lot was, of free time with your guests. Oh, you're yeah. just. Yeah. Well, yeah, because also too, everyone's take too that had one where they're like. They felt they're like these people are fucking dumb. This yeah, isn't a business exactly. model. I'm out here jackassing it up at five movies a week for right. three bucks. Like, yeah, wow. it's just where I spend my days now is at the movie theater. Right, and then apparently they just started. Uh, they were worried about people seeing too many movies, so they just reset their passwords and <laughs> right. wouldn't let you reset them. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, no one's going to notice this, right? Right. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think that we and because we've t- we've talked about the evolution, like up until this point, like they died, then some company bought them and they're like, uh-huh. we're going to reboot it. And then they like didn't. And then one of the original people came back who luckily was like the person who was like, hey, man, this shit sucks. I think like I don't think we <laughs> yeah. can sustain this. And they're like, get the fuck out, you hater. Yeah. The person who had the like reasonable objection during the like venture capital days and they were like, oh, so that's actually a really good point and you're fired and you will be escorted out and you no longer have a- access to your email. And we won't. This even is a company we're committed to losing two hundred million dollars a week in movie tickets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your negativity has no place yeah. here. If you yeah. can't get on board with that, there's the fucking door, man. Yeah. But yeah, this that like the the new iteration is there, there's a like a beta program starting Labor Day. But the thing that I'm really confused about most people are is that the new pass has three tiers, ten dollars, twenty dollars, and thirty dollars, but no unlimited movies. But and you just get credits per uh-huh. month. Mm. No idea. They've released no information what a credit is or worth yeah. or what a uh-huh. dollar gets you. It's just like yeah, we got three tiers, man. Check it out. Maybe come check out the beta. And they're they're so slow in responding that at this point, all of the actual movie chains have just offered a version of this service already. Right. That's right. pretty straightforward, too. I mean, it still has, like, weird bonus points and things, but it's pretty straightforward. Like, yeah, you get a dollar off your popcorn. Right. That's, that's the club. And yeah. MoviePass is like, no, okay, you solve this rebus, and then... We're going to email you a one-time QR code. You scan that at the theater, and that's going to triple your movie pass points for a matinee. Right. You know, right. Just, none of it makes any I sense. I mean, they're like, here's the thing, man. Uh, movie pass holders can use multiple slurp juices on a single <laughs> eight. Yeah. It does have like, like, what? <laughs> like, so if you have one Astro Pass and three slurp juices, you can create three movie passes. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Uh, fuck i don't know i don't know about this one but yeah to your point i mean i think that i don't know how feasible this idea is anymore because you got to work with the people that already have this service mm-hmm. for their own businesses so right i don't yeah what, what yeah do so they're going to be a pain in the ass about letting you use movie pass i'm sure because now you are a competitor instead of like a, yeah. a fun little thing that they're humoring Right. Well, it's also it's also crazy that they decided to announce now with nothing. Like, right. <laughs> like they didn't have to announce the service yet. They could have figured it out or had some idea, but instead someone was like, We gotta go now. We gotta go now. The heat's movie right. passes never we're losing we're losing momentum. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. There will be a movie pass card, and this time it's black. It yeah. is the coolest looking of the movie pass cards, I would say. Mm-hmm. Okay. It looks like a black card, like a credit card that jay-z has or some shit you know 
like something that's fucking baller is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and the sample they gave out is of somebody named Movie Pass Mike, who was a member since 2012. I love that. But according to Movie Pass, the wait the wait list space is limited. Although everyone who gets in receives ten friend invites. But yeah, just so many unanswered questions. Like, like why is there a wait list or a friend invite or tokens? It's like how you people who are into earning points using ways. Right. I had a friend who was like, Oh, there's some there's some there's some road snacks. Like what what are you talking about? He's like, I you know, I reported a stalled car. <laughs> what do the points get you? Nothing. <laughs> right, right, right. It's just points. It's points. Yeah. Right. What's the problem? There are new features on Uber, by the way, that make me terrified of Uber, where they're like, uh, here are like the thing. I mean, they might not be new, but I just updated for the first time in a long time. And they're all about getting kidnapped by your driver. <laughs> they're all like, uh, here's like a button that you press that like is very discreet that let your friends know you are being kidnapped. And here is like another thing where your close friends noti- will be notified if your driver takes you off course in the opposite direction that you're supposed to be heading then that's scary well the yeah. 30 dollar movie pass they do actually have death benefits if you're if you're kidnapped <laughs> yeah, at the right. theater so that's yeah that's nice to have yeah the, some of the they, best life insurance policies in the there business. was a, a another interview that the dude who's running it again just did and he basically said that chains like amc regal and cinemark are not included with <laughs> Just Arclight, actually. Yeah. Oh, so, wait, wait, what? Hope you guys sorry. like Cineplex, Odeon, and Lowe's Cinemas and Pacific Theaters. Like, they're all defunct. What are you fucking yeah, that, talking no. about? Um, and I think the way that, like, the only little bit of detail says that the different varying prices just create credits that sort of, say, like, say that it basically will say it's cheaper to watch a less popular film at a not peak time. Okay. Great. That's kind of how it's going to break down. So, so it like creates its own market. It's like you have to you got to be tracking market market dynamics here to understand <laughs> how MoviePass operates now. This is going to yeah. somehow deal with the thing where someone's like shorting the Avatar sequels. <laughs> somehow, <laughs> right? This yeah. has become a way to pump and dump movies. Oh, right. and the, just so you know, I th- before we were like, oh, we're kind of ending this piece. James was like, yeah, it might not turn into some crypto shit. Oh, yeah. Mm, <laughs> hold on to your asshole because in this same interview, the CEO said, quote, customers, theaters and more are uh, basically oh, customers, customers, theaters and studios will be able to trade in everything from commemorative NFTs to digital currency oh, and more. Oh, These God. emerging technologies will allow us to build a full end to end cinematic marketplace that we have de- we have dreamed of for some time. <laughs> Who's we, bro? You like Goldman Sachs? I think just humanity in general. I think that's an assumption that applies to humanity. We've always dreamed about being able to trade NFTs. Yeah. Maybe maybe these movie theaters in the metaverse will take the points. Like that's maybe that's going to be the evolution. Is you have to your avatar can go to a movie theater in the metaverse and right, right and just be confused. Or it's yeah. like, why do I have to watch my weird avatars like <laughs> out body? Like, why am I outside of my body in this metaverse experience? Look, I'm a, I'm watching a little bear watch a film right now. No, I'm not. This is not what I paid for. But I don't know. I mean, at least the did they talk about the eye tracker technology? That was the last thing I remember that the CEO was saying is like, but you could earn points if you put eye tracking software in the phone and we know you're looking straight at the ads 
on wow. your phone. Yeah. I mean, like that's mwah, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're but, like an extra good consumer of ads, then you can get treated to new new movies. Uh, yeah. You get treated it's, to new previews, aka mm-hmm. ads. Yeah. Before anybody yeah. else. They're kind of they're in a hard place because their initial offer as a company was, bro, this is this deal's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> People fucking knew. They're we're like, gonna, what? we're gonna get <laughs> yeah. someone's going to jail. Well, yeah. until yeah. then, yeah. till then, go nuts. Watch as many fucking movies as you want, but just this is a crime you're committing. But since you don't know, it's really on us. And now they're kind of like, hey, you want coupons for three cents off a movie that uh, at a theater that's like so inconvenient for you to go to, right? And, and also, crypto? this is probably also illegal. Like we right. we right. have defied the feds before. We'll do it again. <laughs> now install the eye tracking software. All participating theaters are in the greater Las Vegas area. Wait, huh? We hope that that's not a problem for anybody. That's... I live in Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's we're, that's something that we're working on. Yeah, but that's yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, because you can get Greyhound points if you watch <laughs> another trailer for Minions Two: Rise of Gru. Great, that's there's right. a direct flight on Spirit Air. You can get you get three bucks off that one if you show uh-huh. them the movie pass. You're not allowed to be clothed on the flight. There's a shoe fee, but yeah. Yeah. Unlimited minions, bro. If you're if you're able to make it down. By the way, I am liquid in spirit air points. I have a lot of spirit oh, yeah. air points. Yeah, that is okay, mainly what I trade in these days. Yeah. Well, you found a place. Yeah. Well, then on top of that, what the mo- and then the movie market's depressed on top of everything else. Right. They're not. They're not picking their spots necessarily. They're just <laughs> picking a spot at random. It would uh-huh. seem. Yeah. But anyways, hey, we're talking about it. So I guess, you know. Well, yeah, because we like to watch stuff crash and burn. <laughs> yeah. And they paid That's us $50,000 to do so. Yeah. So, <laughs> And we can, with those credits, we can watch one IMAX film <laughs> on yeah. a Tuesday morning. <laughs> you cannot watch Avatar 2 in 3D. Or you oh, watch no, it in IMAX, no. or you can watch you it in not. 3D, or you can watch it in the metaverse. Those are your only They're going to say, watch, that movie passing is like, yeah, you can watch Avatar, but you're going to watch it raw. No 3D glasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deal with watch that. the 3D cut with no glasses <laughs> and eye tracking software <laughs> you have to sign this waiver that you will never watch it in 3d uh, only 2d oh like when you like adopt a cat and they're like yeah. this cat cannot be an outside cat you're like you promise us motherfucker you'll never watch avatar 3d well sean truly a pleasure having you on the daily zeitgeist where can people find you follow you all that good stuff uh i'm just at sean Keen, my name on twitter i'm at jort center and you can follow Round Ball Rock. We're at Round Rock Pod on yeah, Twitter. Yeah. And then I write about the Warriors on Golden State of Mind. And I go. just stand up in the Bay Area. Nice, man. I'll be in Elk Grove soon. So I, things are going great. <laughs> Is there a tweet <laughs> or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have talked about this, but uh, the, the giant slide in Detroit, the wildly oh, dangerous, <laughs> really tall slide. Yeah, where people are flying up off of the thing. Dude, yeah. Blowing, get concussing people and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So there's um there's a, a song that a Detroit rapper made about the giant slide. Oh, and yes. someone <laughs> set it to footage of people wiping out on the giant slide. And at first I just wanted to watch people wipe out, and then the song's been in my head for like a whole week. It's basically. Basically. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> it's only a minute and a half long, too, so you can listen to it a lot without uh 
no problems with it. We'll <laughs> link off to that in my footnotes. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? What is a tweet you've been enjoying? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, check us out on the dumbest fucking basketball yeah, podcast in existence. Oh. Miles and Jack got mad boosties. Uh, and also, check me out on the dumbest fucking reality show podcast out there, 420 Day Fiance, uh, that I do with uh, Sophia Alexandra. Oh. And I, oh, man, I like some fucking tweets. Let me just get into my likes. And here we go. First one is, oh, <laughs> uh, Derek at Derek 818-533-8254. Oh, I wonder if you in the Valley, homie. Uh, it said, if it didn't hurt to crash your car, I would do it all the time. Some guy cuts <laughs> me off going 25 miles an hour and I flip my car as a bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> just love, that. Love, the, love the dedication to that energy. Yeah. Uh, another one is, I don't know. Did you ever see the video of that, that little uh, black kid like at the fair and he's eating corn and he loves corn? I don't think so. All right, never mind. That's that's too online for y'all. Okay, then I'll go on to another one because there was a meme. Probably not there for our a, listeners. I'm just okay. Well, fuck. there was a meme that said this is truck spills load of corn on highway, and it's like this overturned truck and it's just inundated with yellow on the road. And they did the the dude like uh, you know rubbing his mitts meme from behind the tree uh, in the yellow suit, but they put the little boy as him because he's like, ooh, corn. Uh, <laughs> if you watch this video, you will understand because this boy loves his corn. And then. Uh, finally, Dharma and Greg at Tanger, uh, Tanagra uh, at Anime Weed Fart 69 uh, tweeted, Imagine JFK trying to pronounce horchata. 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 Let's see. Jack Rains tweeted, You've been speaking English your entire life. But did you know that the words you speak are all created from 26 individual letters? Here are the 26 <laughs> letters that you must know. That's just good, good ad or good uh, internet writing. Uh, oh, yeah. And then Shane, stinky little hog, tweeted, bartender, the usual, my man? Me, yes, sir. Bartender kisses me on the forehead. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, For where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Hey, Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy? Uh, this is from uh, P18. Now, I don't know if P18 is like their own artist or if they're like one of these crews that puts together songs from other artists. Uh, so forgive me if I don't know the origin of this track. But uh, earlier this week, we went on a track by Sumo here called Por El Suelo. And this is a track. This is actually I based on what I, I was just listening to some music. And I was like, wait, I think that he's sampling this track for Por El Suelo. This is called La Verdolaga, and it's by P18. Yeah, check this out. It's really dope music and good to start your weekend off. I know it's almost the weekend, but sometimes in my mind, Thursdays, it's like Diet Fridays, you know? All right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is yeah. going to do it for us this morning. We're back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we will talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop.
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.